Howdy, yokes. Before we get started today, we just want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by you. We want to build this thing to be as big as it can be. More episodes, merchandise, events, giveaways, you name it. But we can't do it alone. If you enjoy this episode and want more Bacon and Eggs, head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. That is B-A-C-O-N-A-N-D-E-G-G-S. And check out our new $5 tier, which grants you access to our show after the show, The Hash Browns, which I've just got to add is a very clever name. Well done, guys. It's a bonus episode (laughs) in which Ethan and myself answer all of your questions, all of them, and we could really use your help to make this podcast the best it can possibly be. So thank you for donating and thank you even more for listening. Howdy, yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today we're going to the land of the dead. Or maybe we're just visiting our family. So steal your great-grandfather's guitar. And remember me. Because today we're bringing you... Coco. call this movie what are you talking about it's about coco it's not it's about miguel no it's about coco's memories it's about coco's memories anyway directed by lee unkrich 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 released november 22nd 2017 just 724 days ago which seems more recent than i would have thought on a 175 gajillion dollar budget, made 807.1 gajillion dollars back, uh, 97% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, 94% audience rating, and an 81 on Metacritic. Uh, and in case you haven't guessed, today we're joined by Seamus Gorman of The Seamus most Gorman. talented com. YouTuber in all of England. His name is Seamus. Uh, he's very talented at what he does. He's like Casey Neistat, but British. <laughs> he's the future of the internet (laughs) i appreciate the the flattery um also just on the topic of coco and i i I really don't think any of the pixar titles really make that much sense like when you really look at them oh this is like your brand toy story a bug's life okay cars beyond beyond like the obvious ones like for example like inside out like when's that ever said or brave or um onward. that's a good point what, what, brave is what, uh, what, definitely <laughs> there's definitely a line in brave where um meredith's mom is like you got to be brave for me like a princess should be <laughs> i know but like other than that <laughs> she's like, like but mom i'm pretty sure it's just me bro. <laughs> i'm pretty sure the word coco is also said in the film coco i'm pretty sure it's said a few times actually so but it's I about like nine people that aren't coco no, it's about Coco. It's all about Coco's memory. And I also... They, but, like, it's... Oh, there's, okay. more, there's more controversy around it because they literally, like, tried to trademark the words, like, the, the El Dia de los Muertos. Um, and, oh, God. And they actually tried to trademark that Disney, and then, like, they got so much backlash, they ended up calling it Coco. Yeah, I bet. What's wild is they just keep saying Dia de Muertos anyway. They don't even put the full name. What, yeah, what, they don't say Los... Yeah. Oh, do they not? I didn't even know that. No, uh, the whole time they say Dia de Muertos. You have a Spanish degree, don't you, Ethan? I do. Yeah, I can tell. Is that by chance a regional thing, Ethan? I have no idea. I noticed that there are nine people in this movie that sound like Lin-Manuel Miranda, though. I didn't so listen that for might Lin-Manuel be a the thing. whole time. What'd you say? I didn't listen for Lin-Manuel at all. It, Lin-Manuel isn't in the film, is he? He's not. 
No, I don't think so. <laughs> but there was like nine other people where I was like, is that Lin-Manuel Miranda? Is Remember that Gustavo? Me. The mariachi? Are you Lin-Manuel Miranda? It wasn't. Man, Ethan, so this was your first time seeing this movie. I'm going to go ahead and give you my binary review. If you've listened to the show for a long time, you know that I forking love Coco. Uh, so I feel like all people have to see this. And uh, Well, before we give our binary reviews, do you have a positive review one. for me? My positive point. review is that it's a one. I have positive reviews on Hocus Pocus pulled up right now, which I don't know how those came to be. Uh, <laughs> I have a negative review from Matt Oaks of Silver Screen Riot, and he says, Coco hits all the right notes, but still feels like the same old song. What? Oh, no. <laughs> I think that's a very bad review in terms of quality. Well, it's got a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's kind of hard to find a negative mm. review for these freaking Pixar movies. That's true. I'll tell you, this is a positive review from David Jenkins from Little White Lies, um, which isn't that a... Uh... TLC show or something. He says it's not top tier Pixar, but decent enough. Um, and that's a positive review. That was the positive review. Is one cool. of you like opening a tasty cake? Yeah. What is going on I'm over opening, there? I'm opening sweets right now. Sorry about okay. that. You can cut my audio when that's happening if you really want to. That's fine. I, just was, I was not sure that it, whether or not it was you or Tyler. And if it was Tyler, like while he was talking, I was like, can you just do that another time? <laughs> So Charlotte O'Sullivan from the London Evening Standard, uh, less as we all know to call it, uh, Charlotte says it's funny, irreverent, and eye-popping. It will also make you want to cry at least once, but possibly as many as three times. Five out of five stars. I think I cried. That's very three specific. Times. <laughs> three times. <Yeah. laughs> like, I mean, I can think of more than three moments where you could cry at this film, so... Oh, yeah. I, but the, the thing is, is this, uh, as much as I liked this movie, this movie didn't make me cry. Get out of town. I'm serious. It didn't. I I don't know what it is, but I have a harder time, like, connecting with the Pixar movies that are about people. Okay. I don't. This one was about skeletons. Where were you eh, But it was about people. It's like, but you know what, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I prefer the Pixar movies that are about things. Like toys. Like toys. I cried a lot. Yeah, this was. This I did not cry. I was waiting for the cry. Like, and I could definitely see. I could definitely see moments where I was like, "Oh, that's really adorable." You didn't think the part where Mommy Melda gets like, like stops her through the gate, and she's like, "You shouldn't do music. Family comes first. And he's like, "But family's my priority." And then, oh my gosh, that's like right in the beginning of the film too. Oh man, now I'm messed up. When I think like. The saddest parts. I think I like the bit when like Hector's disappearing or when he like plays the song for Coco. Mm. Yeah, when when Miguel plays the song for Coco, I definitely was like, is, yeah, it was hard. right there, mm. right there. Yeah, that was a moment. Oh yeah, I'm out. Actually, it wasn't even when he plays the song; it's when she starts singing with him. I was like, oh man, that's a good beat. It's really well acted as well because you can like fully hear his voice shaking. Yes, I love that. Yes, you can. Yeah, this one was exceptionally voice acted. What do you? Was it pretty enough for you, Ethan? Oh yeah, nice and colorful. Yeah, very is, colorful. It's it, they definitely got the the aesthetic right, but at the same time, this this like looked less like a Pixar movie to me. Yeah, I I can see that. Um, I think that's to do with uh who directed it. Well, and I think it's also just to do with like the subject matter. Like it, it like skeletons are inherently not Pixar. Okay. Um, you don't think uh like there could be a Buzz Lightyear skeleton toy? I mean, it would be a Buzz Lightyear with a skeleton head, which would be horrifying. <laughs> I think well, he wouldn't have like skeleton. He's in a space suit. He wouldn't have skeleton fingers. I don't know. I, I made a video. <laughs> about like, I would buy. I would buy like 
pop vinyls of like sugar skull versions of all of the Pixar characters. How much did you spend on that? Um, let's see. I would buy probably like a dozen of them. So like, uh, what are they like $11? I don't can't do that math. What's 12 times 11? 132? Yeah, sure. $132. What about British pounds? I don't know oh, what the exchange the rate exchange is right rate now. Quite well, that would be about what is a what is a what is a, uh, about hundred pounds, hundred and five. What does a pop figure cost in England right now, Seamus? I don't know. I don't really collect them at all. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have seven Thanos pops. Seven? No, I have nine Thanos pops. I get given them a lot. And I don't really know what to do with them because I don't have a collection. And so like, and like, I'm the kind of person who would take them out of the box, but no one does oh, that. Oh yeah, all of mine are out of the box. And it's all like, I, no, six of my Thanoses are still in the box. So one isn't. Three One yeah. isn't. Yeah, I've got, I've got a uh, regular like standard Infinity Gauntlet Thanos right here, but I have the Chrome ones, the Walmart exclusives of all of the different colors of the Infinity Gauntlet. And those are just still in the box because there's six of them and I don't know what to do with them. And I have two mini Thanoses and I have reason to believe there's like another one sitting in the PO box. Wow. Because they just came out with they came out with casual Thanos. Casual Thanos. I still Thanos. call him Thanos, not Thanos. Because Thanos sounds really weird from me. <laughs> it's like me saying Howdy, the word. Howdy, y'all. Today like we're going to talk about Thanos. It's like me saying Wakanda. Like, I just, it just doesn't, it can't sound right. No matter how hard Wakanda. I try. Wakanda. It's Wakanda. 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 Wakanda sounds. Wakanda. <laughs> Wakanda. I just go Wakanda, but Wakanda. like everyone tells That's me I so pronounce weird. it wrong. So, but, I mean, but like, yeah, I it's just... not like you watch the movies and you're like, oh, Wakanda forever. Like, like Wakanda. Yeah. But like, if, if I if I if I start like trying to do it in like a African accent, I feel like I'd be being insensitive. So, like. Wakanda is not a real place. Yeah, I know it isn't, but like it's done by real actors who are. From African descent, from with real America. Accents. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's done by a lot of Americans pretending to be Africans, oh, but like African Americans. Yes, yeah. I will grant you that detail. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> but like Chadwick Boseman is American. Yeah, shut off the island. I do not want to see that movie. It looks so bad. It, nothing about the premise is this entices the one that, me. Uh, the uh, Anthony and Joe Russo are doing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the three actors in cinemas? And I was like, "Oh, it's Black Panther," but no, <laughs> not quite as cool. Not quite. Brooklyn Forever. <laughs> you know what? If they let Ryan Coogler do it, it probably would have been a better movie. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I can see that. I could. I think Ryan Coogler could direct Chadwick Boseman in a in However, like a black New York. In an cop interesting movie. way, I actually really like the direction Anthony Anthony and Joe do with uh, Black Panther. Man, I'll tell you, that's a word that you pronounce wrong. Panther? Anthony. Oh, Ant Anthony. Can't spell Anthony without Ant. That's like a whole Ant-Man plot detail. <laughs> right, but you that's also... True. It's, it's also TH makes a f sound. Yeah, I know it does, but I can't pronounce THs. I'm, I'm well aware. <laughs> um, but um, You're way, one of those British people. Either way... Um, I, I, no, I actually really like uh, Black Panther in, like, Civil War, Infinity. They've directed more films with Black Panther in than, right, like, he, they've done three of them now. With Civil War, uh, in, Infinity War, and Endgame. Yeah, he was so in Infinity War. He's such a major character. Very major. <laughs> I mean, he's got a big, more, more lines than Endgame, right? <laughs> I guess he does. Yeah, he doesn't say anything in Endgame, does he? He might say Wakanda forever once. Wakanda forever! <laughs> 
<laughs> oh no, he, he no, says, he does. He has a good line. He says Ibombay. He, he likes he has to a say good, that. He has a good line. He goes, um, Clint, Clint, pass me the gauntlet. And you know why that's important? Because in Civil War, Clint like fires the arrow and says, yeah, I haven't introduced myself. I'm Clint, by the way. And he goes, I don't care. But he remembered the name in Endgame when he goes, Clint. Look at you. <laughs> Seamus, attention to detail, Gorman. You're like the, the British Casey Neistat, I tell you. <laughs> You're like the British Jonathan and Ben Carlin. <laughs> Just combined into one. What? Like combined into one. Doesn't that make me Tyler? That, <laughs> according to all of the Instagram comments ever, yes. That how, makes yeah, how many you people me. have told you you look like Jonathan Carlin? <laughs> me or Tyler? You. I don't you. think Seamus. I've ever been told I look like Jonathan Carlin. People never like, hey, wait, are you? Are you John Carlin? Jay Carlin? Well, this will this will guarantee you at least one Instagram comment. <laughs> no, this podcast, yeah, probably will. Someone's probably being clever and typing it out right now. Oh, I, I know exactly who it's going to be, too. You have some money on that? So, Coco, <laughs> Ethan, your first experience with it, Coco. I have a great a first Spanish... experience with Coco, but I'll let you tell yours first. Well, my oh, first I don't experience was today. Like, we, so, you're hearing my first experience. I just want to ask you a quick question, Ben. Or not Ben. Ben just texted me. I want to ask you a quick question, Ethan. Ben also just texted me. Ben also maybe just texted, texted me. No, he just... Really? No, no, I... I <laughs> oh, okay. I, he actually like, did just wow. tweet, and I have his Twitter notifications on those, so I do actually have a notification from Ben. But like, that's just a major. Did you get Ben's tweets? That's awesome. Okay, Ethan. So I have this uh, direct message on our Instagram. Uh, it says, "Okay, please explain. I'm currently listening to the Detective Chikapoo episode, which I feel like well done for knowing what I named the file." Tyler was singing Remember Me because of Carlin Brothers Coco, promo code BACON for 10% off. And Ethan said he hasn't seen Coco in a long time, but he had seen it. And then you went into a discussion on Netflix's Ted Blundy and Red Weapon Cameras. Again, please explain, explain, P.S. Love the show. So, Ethan, you have gone on record as a viewer of the film Coco. I said I hadn't seen it in a long time, and never is a long time. Never Next is question. longer than a long he time. He also said... Um, in uh he tweeted um to john negroni uh, is the do i pronounce that right i always worry about that negroni that you is that one right yeah yeah oh okay um you can um, say like negroni and um, he tweeted to john negroni on the uh 24th of september 2018 so over a year ago to the day um and i'll quote coco was an instant classic so so here's the thing <laughs> uh Here's the thing. I missed it when it came out in theaters. I just, like, was busy or something and just didn't get around to seeing it. Uh, I don't really know what I was doing in November 2017 other than making this show, which took up most of my free time back then. Mm. Um, it did. Yep. And it was just one of those things where it's like, I knew we were going to have to review it, but I also didn't want to deal with the whole, like, what? You've never seen Coco. And, like, I knew we were going to get to it eventually, so I figured I might as well just hold off for my the day that we review the it on the podcast like I, I i intentionally sort of avoid movies that i know we're going to eventually review because i would rather just give my first impression on the show so you lied yes mm. have you also not seen jurassic park never not once you haven't seen I've jurassic park. <laughs> no i've seen jurassic park seamus i've seen jurassic park like 50 times oh, okay. I see. yeah i was like that too you have an episode on that i'd listen okay i haven't listened to that episode but i would listen to that episode i i have well, seen jurassic park there. i had not seen coco um you have seen i mean it's coco like it's a now. it's a pixar movie i could piece it together well enough from like things i've heard about it so did you did you catch the the story like was were there any surprises for you no, I think this is one of Pixar's more predictable movies. 
Oh, I pff, mm. man, maybe I'm just dumb. Strong when I first agree. watched it, I was like, I don't know what's gonna no happen way. next. <laughs> well, it was it wasn't <laughs> I necessarily. I don't know if it was predictable or whatever, but it was like I sort of got the the feeling that Ernesto de la Cruz was not his grandfather before we even met Hector. See, the thing is, I don't think that was the twist. I think you were meant to know that. But um, I think. Um, but then once you meet Hector, it's pretty obvious that it's him. Okay, no, I wasn't and, saying pff. Hector. Oh wait, no, because it was not to me. I was like, it's Ernesto de la Cruz, and he made it. Think, and great, I, this is a great story. I think, I think the twist is that um, Ernesto killed Hector. Though. That's definitely true. Like that was the real twist. That's like the flashback scene where it's like, oh no. So no, Hector, Miguel, I am your father. I am your oh. great, 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 great grandfather. I think you mean. Yeah. Yes. He's my abuelito. So I actually have a really interesting story from the first time I went to see Coco. Um, I don't know if okay. you guys... Did I know you guys in 2017? Probably slightly, but not well. But um, basically, the film didn't come out... Because you said earlier it came out on the 22nd of November um, in uh, the US. Uh, probably for the Thanksgiving release, I imagine. Um, and yeah. um, in the UK, since we don't have Thanksgiving, and I, I believe The Last Jedi was coming out at Christmas, so there was no logic releasing it at Christmas time. Um, then they, they didn't release it until uh, late January, early February, so um, it didn't come out quite a bit later. So I actually went to uh, the Netherlands to see this film um, on the uh, 29th of November, I think, and... Um, it was a great day. It was honestly, I, I always look back and I'm like, that was a really fun day. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I love that film a lot. Like, I, I associate it with a lot of positive memories. It was a very memorable day. It's a film about memory. So that's yeah. good. So did you just go to, the, you went to the Netherlands just to see the movie? Yeah. Did you that's see Wild? Vegard? Vegard doesn't live in the Netherlands. He's from Norway. They both start with N. They're both east of England. They're the same place. I mean... M most of the world is east of England. Yeah. Correct. I mean, everywhere Correct. in the world is east of England from a perspective. Because from, yeah, from a certain perspective. <laughs> <laughs> that's you true. You know, like, England I mean, is where they decide maybe east, Scotland, right? Because like, that's the north of England. Can you get... That's true. And I guess everywhere south as well, like Portugal and... Uh, there's, okay, yeah. so a lot of stuff is east of England. But, like Glasgow is west of London. It's also north, but it, I think it is west. Okay, okay. Man, do I know where Glasgow is off the top of my head? Did I get that right? I mean, I don't know where London is. When I west, look at England, I just think that's London. I mean, London is southeast. like southeast, yeah. That's okay. I, that's probably what I would have pointed if somebody was like, no, more specific. Like, if you like point but, to like the bottom right corner. Oh, yeah. I got it right. I mean, yeah. Boom. Most places are west of London, though. <laughs> I would go like three quarters down on the island and then to the right. Is that where? Is that where London is? Uh, like, like, yeah, that's five that's, sixth. That's, that sounded about right. Okay, then where's Wales? Like the, to the, the west bit, the, of like, London. You know, like when it looks like a pregnant lady, like with the belly poking out. Uh -huh. That's where Wales is. Okay, that was a really nice analogy from me. I've never described the uh, Great Britain as a pregnant lady before, but um. Well, she does birth many colonies. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. People, I think it's up in the air. I, I think yeah. Some people like us for it. Some people don't. <laughs> Some people are not so crazy about yeah. colonizing. Actually, all of Scotland is west of London. Yeah, I would have said that might be the case. But I was thinking, like, if you turn the island, like, straight, you know what I mean? Mm. England does not look like what I thought it looked like. If somebody was like, hey, draw England, I would I would draw it wrong. Well, drawing England is quite weird because it's on an island connected to, like, other parts of the same United Kingdom. But not the... If somebody said... England. 
okay, but I okay, maybe maybe I'm I'm saying this wrong. If somebody said draw England, Scotland, Ireland, Northern Ireland, and Wales, I would not know how to draw that. Those are two islands. Yes, I know. Mm. Okay, I I only know that because I'm looking at a picture. Of them. No, I that that would be easy enough. Well, yeah, England kind of looks like a Pokemon. Okay. It's the United Kingdom of Great Britain, Great Britain and Northern Ireland. I actually saw a thing the other day about Pokemon saying, um, which uh, London tube station sounds most like a Pokemon? And it really intrigued me. And I wanted to look up every tube station and see which one sounded most like a Pokemon. Maybe this is a discussion we could have in the episode of Coco. I believe it is. Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. I'm already... You know I'm what? The Alabrihes in Coco are kind of like Pokemon, so this is related Oh, definitely. Like, that's um, exactly Pepita, what that is. Yep. Um, which is holy uh, crap on a cracker. There are so many tube stations. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm buying you time. You guys can have a look, and I'm gonna talk about Pepita. Pepita would oh, be a really good, good Pokemon, I think. Like Pepita's the like like lion thing, the one that like the lady has. What's her name? Imelda. Imelda. Mummy Imelda. It's like the one with wings, and it's like it would be a super OP Pokemon. I think. Like I just. Oh yeah. It would probably breathe fire. It can fly. It's like a Charizard, but is a lion <laughs> as well the way you say charizard is funny yeah I, I i i don't imagine i pronounce most pokemon right pokemon's what taught me that americans write mum with an o because um i always thought it was spelled with a u <sighs> and i thought the pokemon game just spelt it wrong for the entire game i was like that's a really bad typo and then when i was like can 12, i tell i realized can i tell you about mom and mom so in I, I remember like the first not the first but when i really got into like british culture when we were going to london i got like super into doctor who and the way they say i guess it's your version of ma'am yeah we don't like, really ever say it but yeah no but you say mom in terms of you know what i instantly think of when you say this August Filch in Harry Potter, and he says it to, um, what's it called? Um, uh, Minerva McGonagall. He says, oh, I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> and yeah. because of that, if you Google, <laughs> the way you just said if you Google August Filch, <laughs> like one of the search results is always, is he Minerva McGonagall's kid? And people are genuinely convinced <laughs> of it because of the way he said it. Um, which, because, and I, I think it's a mixture of the way he pronounced it sounds like the American mom. And, um, that's how I would pronounce the way you say it, but it's like mom. Um, but, um, and right. it's a mixture of that. And I just don't think Brits really you say ma'am. Like I would say it's in a very American word. It's like, uh, ma'am, uh, can you, uh, I don't know, like you yeah. say it to the yes, waitress or something like. <laughs> yeah. You say ma'am to a woman that you respect. Yeah. Okay. That's. That's the way you need to approach the word ma'am, but it is often taken as a woman you respect who is older than you. So, okay, just to go through tube stations, it's definitely not cockfosters. I just wanted to say that. Cockfosters is on the end of um, the Piccadilly line. Oh, we it know. is on the end of the Piccadilly we line. We, that's the only train we took oh, when we were I there. Oh, um, I see. No, we, feel... we changed to the Victoria line a lot no no not we changed at victoria to the district line there was one i saw that i felt dark like blue, could have been whatever dark fin- blue is wait how are you getting Finsbury? to victoria on the piccadilly line uh, oh seamus believe me your everyday use of this here. Um, I'm not even looking at a tube map, but um, maybe it is the Bermondsey. Victoria one. Is, is Piccadilly the dark blue? Yeah. What's light blue? Uh, victoria. Oh, then yeah. Okay, that's why I'm confused. Hang on. I'm looking they were the same at, thing. Still looking at tube stations. Bermondsey could be a Pokemon. But what? Bermondsey. 
Bermondsey. What, what are you saying? Oh, sure. <laughs> Did that sound Ber- right? <laughs> Bermondsey. Ber- <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> I'm just going, I'm going, I, I will have my results Actually, here in a minute. go look down the Jubilee line near Waterloo and Westminster. There's a place that begins with South. Frank pronounced that. I've heard Americans really can't pronounce this word. Jubilee line, which color is that? Like light gray. Gray? Yeah. Light gray. Where am I looking? It's under the Thames. South Quay DLR station. What? No, it's kind of in the middle of London. In- oh, I'm just looking Sa- at a list of names. Are you talking names. about s- whatever? S- how do you? How would you pronounce Come that? On, go for Sa- it. <laughs> Southwark. Southwark. Yeah. Oh, uh, most people say like Southwark. <laughs> well, yeah, it's spelled Southwark. <laughs> this is um, riveting to see you guys. Go go. Um, see, there's there's. There's some that would be, like, really good if they didn't have, like, road or town or... I know what you mean. Maybe it should just be... Farringdon? Like, like place. If, if it wasn't Finchley Road and Frognall, it would definitely be Frognall. Frognall. Oh, my God. I, I didn't even think of that, but that would be a good Pokemon because you could make a frog type. Yeah. Well, it'd be, it'd be a water type. A water type. Or some other type, but it would look like a frog. Yeah. Yeah, Frognall's okay, like a second evolution as well, I feel. Do you know what I mean? Oh, definitely. It's like... Second or third. Do you wait? Did you play the Pokemon games? Tell me more about Pokemon and you, Seamus. Um, so, um, it, like, it was po- like, we had the card games at school, um, and uh, I remember a few of my friends played it, and um, I wanted to jump on the trend, so I got Emerald when I was uh, about eight, I think, maybe. That was my first mm-hmm. experience. We're on my Game Boy Advance. Um, yep. I actually can still see Shut it. Up. I'm looking at my Game Boy Advance right now with Emerald in it. Nice. Um, I'm very jealous. I uh, It snapped in half. Uh, <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. Um, so I completed it. Um, none of my friends ever completed it. And then I like showed them all how to complete it. I don't know what if I had loads more time than everyone else or I was just really good at the game. But... but uh, and then I I got my Swampert to level 100. I'm still one of my proudest achievements to date, actually. And I got Rayquaza to level 100. Um, I don't, I he starts was, at 80, Seamus. He starts at 70. I think you'll find. Whatever. So it was still a pretty big achievement. And I could complete the entire Pokemon League with Swampert on his own at, from the level 82 without using any, like, power-ups or um, potions and stuff. Right. I wasn't actually a big potion user in my time with Pokemon. I usually just kind of did it au natural. If I got killed, I got killed. I'd go to the Pokemon Center. <laughs> um, I just don't like performance enhancing <laughs> drugs, you know. <laughs> right, right. But but did you did you play beyond okay. that? I mean, have um, you to this date have every have every game got or Diamond were you... on the DS, which I think was the follow up to Emerald. I never completed Diamond. Well, I never yeah. liked it as much. Um, <sighs> and um, Diamond's a great game. I've since then started playing on my new DS. Uh, I think Moon, but it might be Sun. I'm not 100 percent sure. I haven't actually played it in a while, but yes, yeah, so I never got too into those. So I, I just I only ask. I come from a world of. Uh, Every single game, every you know, complete all to completion, to the meta game, to you know. Okay, so. I have a I have a list. <coughs> okay, what these do you got? are the ten to me ten tube stations that sound most like Pokemon. Okay, you've got Addiscomb or Coom yes. possibly, uh, Barbican. Yep. Beacon Tree, all one word. <laughs> Beacon Tree is good. Birkbeck, <laughs> and then you've got two that would be evolutions, which is. Chessam and Chess Hunt. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm. And then then there's Fairlop. Mudshoot, C-H-U-T-E. Mud is perfect. Yeah, Osterly that is good. and Wapping. Okay, your pronunciation of some of them was better than others. Um, but, um... Oh, I'm sure it's like Adeskum, Barbican, <laughs> Beckentree, Beckbeck, Chesham, Chesham, Fairlop, Mudshoot, 
Osterley and Wapping. I'm actually familiar with Osterley because I did my uh, jury service in Osterley. Um, oh, did you? Yeah. I don't know what that means. Jury service? Were you on a jury? Is that what that means? Yeah. Well, what do you call yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That could have meant anything, though. But, like, you know when you, like, do your... Like, you, you're yeah. on the jury. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but if you were like, that's what we call the driving test, I would not have been surprised. You <laughs> can't drive. Yeah, that's true. Oh. Oh. Well, maybe it's because he failed his jury service. I don't I didn't know. I fail my <laughs> jury service. I succeeded. <laughs> yeah, you just go on down to Barbican Station. <laughs> <laughs> Seamus, you should you would get a kick out of this. You should read Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman. It's a book that imagines that all of the places on the London Underground are uh real things. Okay. Is this did you come so across like, this in your research? Oh uh, no, it's like one of my favorite books. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll write it down. Actually, but it's I'm like just... it's it's like okay. you know, there's an angel in Islington, there's Ravens in Raven's Court, oh, okay. and there's a Knight's Bridge. I like that. Um like they, they have to deal with the Earl of Earl's Court. I like But that. he rides around on a on a broken down subway train. Wait, what's it called again? Uh, Neverwhere. Neverwhere. Is that where with an H or? Yes. Okay. Very, uh, very not the same to underwear. Oh, they made a TV series out of it. A long time ago. Oh. It's very hard to find. Is it? It does star Peter Capaldi as the Angel Islington, though. Oh. Do you? Are you still a Doctor Who stan, Seamus? Or like, what is that like being in London? Is I, it? I, I'm is very it part of the culture. Your use of the word "still" there because um. I am not a massive Doctor Who fan. Not in the sense of I don't like it. I've just never ever watched it. So um. Ne so so when I was when we, when we were talking about Ethan and I's dive into British culture and our our brief stint as Anglophiles, uh, when I was at that age, I was under the impression that like every year the family sat down and watched the Doctor Who Christmas special. You know what? That is my mom's family in a nutshell. Really? But um, we didn't. She didn't carry on that tradition with her kids. And um, I never got into. I probably would really like Doctor Who because I do genuinely like time travel stories. And um, which might sound ironic think... considering everything you know about me, but um, I actually do. I am. I am a sucker for a time oh, travel yeah. story. <laughs> but um, um, and I'd probably really like it. But um, I've never got into it. One day I'll probably get into it. So everyone says like you can just watch it like per doctor. So. One day I'll probably watch through, um, uh, what's his name? I can't believe I've forgotten his name. Um, David Tennant? David Tennant ones, yeah. Yeah, those are, so he is, uh, he's, I think, probably the most iconic. Of, of I only watched Eccleston, Tennant, and uh, Smith. Well, he kind of brought but it I, yeah. back for my age, because it kind of, it, right. it went out. And Eccleston did a really good job, and I think had he been, the production value and the writing quality gets so much better when Matt Smith takes over, mm. that it's really hard to compare it with Tennant and Eccleston, mm. but uh, because, like, the the quality of television is just so much better but i think the thing that would frustrate you about doctor who is that there is like no perfect continuity like it's a different writer in every episode and his moral code is different in every episode mm -hmm. and his like motivations are different so and the rules are different it's better to just watch like a single episode like rather than watch them just watch them like randomly in like a random order i mean they're, they're like is no, a I character mean, there's, arc. there's like because there's an overarching the season is plot a plot of every season yeah but there's like I could I could probably break a list down for you of which ones to watch and which ones not to bother you know with. No, I'm down for this. This is my but like, like my, some, my Doctor Who machete order. <laughs> every yeah, right. every season has some total bangers and every season has some total flops. Mm. And then there's like the episodes you have to watch to keep the story together. Mm. But there are episodes that you could watch standalone. Uh like oh, the for sure. um I think Blink. my favorite episode of the show is the Madame de Pompadour episode. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I I, that, that. Didn't, that didn't mean anything to me, by the way. I was just... 
Oh, she's a historical figure. I don't know if oh, I, don't, I haven't heard. Of she her. was like the mistress to some French Am king. Am I supposed to say I'm I've sure. heard of her and not look stupid? I, pff, I have Maggie. no idea. No, you could watch the um, Pompadour. Oh, she does come up after. You could watch Midnight she's... by itself. You could watch Blink by itself. Oh, mistress of Louis the Fifteenth. No, I've never heard of her. I'm sorry, chief mistress of Louis the <laughs> Fifteenth. Um, it's a really yeah, good episode. It was like a. It is a really good episode. Apparently, it was like a family thing. Uh, the Christmas specials are all genuinely very good, mm. at least in the modern era, uh, or the modern era up to 2015. I, I don't know yeah. what happened since then. I, I don't doubt <laughs> the Lord of the Rings is an absolutely great show. Um, Lord of the Rings Lord is the also Rings. a really good thing, what but it's <laughs> totally <Don't> different. <laughs> um, Lord of the Rings is also great, though. And if you do like it, you should check out um, the podcast. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. Um, yes, yes, that was a really good plug from me um yeah uh, do you listen are you are you an avid reader of the are you a tolkien scholar um no i'm not i'm sorry D- that's does okay. that mean i've just, we just falsely need a promoted something <laughs> <laughs> no I just need you to be a guest. So if you could just bang through the first book like it's nothing. We're the on to the second one. We're already on to the second book. How many chapters are there per book? It's way less than we anticipated. Yeah, really? I'm going to need her to slow down. Like, I, I thought it, it was like, because the film's like four hours long. So I was like, yes. I was like, oh, these books will be massive. Well, they're, they're I like, as well. they're very rich in stuff going on. Mm. Like, yeah, no, there's not a whole yeah. lot you can leave out. Okay, well, I mean, I can just base it off. I, I, I kind of know, I know what happens in it, so I can just kind of skip the first book and then just get on with the second <laughs> book. Like I've seen the film. That's like the one thing. Like a Harry Potter fan said that I'd be really annoyed, but I'm gonna say that right now. Right. <laughs> There's a very big detail that we learned is not in the end of the first book that is in the end of the first film. Uh, well, so because I, they were written as one book. And then later separated. Oh, were they? Right. Yeah. I did not know that. Because because the publishers in like 1950-whatever were like, hey, uh, Jim, you cannot release a book that's 4,000 pages long. <laughs> <laughs> no one will read it, Jimbo. Say, is that, say spit it uh, No, actually, I think it's John. I think I've been laboring under the impression that his name is James for the longest time. It's John Ronald Rule Tolkien. Oh, I, I, oh I, that that is fascinating. New things learn every day. What's the new thing you learned yesterday, Seamus? Um, what even happened yesterday? What was the day? It was Monday. Monday. Um, what is Monday like for a YouTuber? Do you ever wake up like, oh, dang, it's Monday? Or are you like, oh, just another day in paradise because this is the best job ever? Honestly, second one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what did I do on Monday? Um, yeah, he, he wakes up every morning and turns on Just Another Day in Paradise by Phil Vassar. <laughs> I... Um, so I woke up on Monday. What did I do? Well, I worked on Sunday because I was getting... I got my video out on... Uh, oh, no, I got my video out on Monday night. Oh, well, I think I... Did you I, mention... I finished my video on Sunday and uploaded it on Monday. Did you mention bacon and eggs in a recent video? Uh, I, 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 I've mentioned it, like, recently enough. I, I can't remember which... Video. I think I mentioned it, like, in the last six months no 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 no. this would have been like Pixar, the past week because i woke up in Pixar morning list, so like baby. yeah I, I woke up to like four or five comments that were like on one of your videos that were like a comment of Seamus Gorman brought you here and I was like uh, what the what, what what video what the was this like one of my, <laughs> was this one of my I think I, I I think I did Pixar tier list I think I made a offhand comment where I um basically I said uh, Monsters Inc is my favorite non-toy story Pixar film and that was like the last film I ranked in the video and I was like hey if you want to hear my full thoughts about that I was recently on a podcast where I spoke about that and then linked to the Monsters Inc podcast ah, hey thanks man I think that's what I it was I think I did that well thank um, you 
But that that would have been the last time. That would have been like a few months ago. Yeah, that does ring a bell. Um, yeah. I was well, I'm not upset. Well, let's Thank just, you let's for that. talk about Coco a little bit. Yeah, let, let, let's talk, let's about, talk it. about Coco. Um, what's your... Because when we, do, when we do episodes on Pixar movies and then don't talk about them, people get mad. Yeah. Well, I don't know how much there's to say about Coco. Like... It's. I think it's Pixar's best soundtrack. Um, yeah. And I. But I. In fairness, I don't think it'd be very fair to compare Coco with Pixar's other soundtracks because it's literally a musical. It won the Oscar for best original song, um, beating out The Greatest Showman. By the way, um, I don't know that I would call this a musical. Oh. Would you? Why wouldn't you call it a musical? Ladies and gentlemen. No, Ethan, you're gonna do it in Spanish, like mariachi. Oh. <laughs> I can, I'm not translating the rest of the words. I don't even know them. Feeling your bones, sweat soaked through the floor. The most dramatic song about watching a circus ever. Okay, but okay, but why wouldn't you call Coco a musical? It's got like two songs. It's got like quite a few songs in it. It's got remember me. Go, go, go. The, 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 the songs, the songs for the most part are incidental and do not drive the plot. Then it's got the song that the uh, Hector sings and like reveals the whole thing about like um dying. You know, what's it called? But like, like it, final. But like death. nobody just like nobody busts out into song as part of the plot. Like that Moana's a musical. This is okay. this is a, a movie with some songs. To be fair, I feel like um, a Pixar movie would feel weird if they all just broke out into song in it. I, I agree with that. Yeah, I don't I, think that's really but, their style. This was like the closest they'll get to making a musical. I wouldn't put it past them. Um, yeah, I could see them making a musical, but like... I could see Toy Story the musical on the Broadway. I honestly, but Toy Story's got a few songs in it. Usually it has like a one song per film, doesn't it? So it's kind of got like the uh, strange things in the first one. It's got... Um, it doesn't really have one in Toy Story 3, um, but then it has uh, the Jesse song, When Somebody Loved Me, in Toy Story 2. Um, it doesn't really have a song in Toy Story 3, and then it's got um, I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away in Toy Story 4. So it has like yep. a song written by, well, not the, the second one wasn't written by Renny, but it has like a song included like to drive the plot in each one. And somebody Yeah, so that's that's my only thing, is like the, the music here doesn't drive the plot it's like it's a it's a it's a movie about musicians so obviously there's going to be songs but it's like it, it's it's you know like literally hector sings the song because the guy asks him to sing a song yeah that's true right Hector's like them not just singing like, isn't You're like dying make way make way for a dead body <laughs> <laughs> chicharron it's time you knew when everybody <laughs> forgets you you pass on through is there like a final death after the final death? Is there a life after the no. final death? Uh, well, they say they don't know. Yeah, that's true. I kind of hope there practicing. is. They dance to an ancient song. Who needs a new song? The old one's all we need. Or maybe final death is the final death, but there's a stage before life. Consider the coconuts. Oh, maybe. That's the dramatic twist. Uh, roots and coming. leaves. It's called Inside Out. When you die, Pixar Theory Alert, when you die, you become an emotion. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then you bing bong out after that <laughs> when you die you become a skeleton and then when you final die you become an emotion i feel like this one was pretty easy to slam into the pixar theory it's like um oh yeah while everything else was happening mexico people. existed I mean, yeah. it's like there's, an there's, afterlife there's people now, isn't it right yeah like, at least for Mexicans. At least for Mexican yeah. cities. Uh, no one else gets a, a no afterlife. Well, nobody else puts out no ofrenda. Yeah, definitely. Ethan, can you shed some light on what no ofrenda 
is yeah it's uh it's like an altar to the dead oh did you learn that in your spanish degree yeah like, did you i had learn enough culture classes over the eight years that i took classes in spanish dead, dead, like, like specifically yeah That's yeah cool. for sure um it's it's like mostly a, a mexican central american thing yeah actually so this is a question i have for you now so when you study spanish do you study latin american spanish in america uh you study, you, like... you study you, you learn like I mean, in, in high school, obviously, you learn Castilian Spanish, yeah. which is, that's you know, like, like royal Spain yeah. Spanish. It's yeah. like the, the queen's that's we, Spanish. That's what we learned at school, like the Madrid. Yeah, Castel but it's like... Yeah. Mayamo. But like in college, I had professors Mayamo. from Mexico, oh, from yeah. Honduras, from Argentina, from uh, all over but the place. But you specialized that, like, in Argentinian, didn't you? Uh, yeah, that was just sort of like the, the seminar that I did, like the, the, the senior seminar or whatever, the capstone class was like on Argentinian culture. Wow. It just had that, that kind of lined up with like how, when I took, like a different teacher gets to teach the class every semester. Okay. And like when I took it, it was the Argentine teacher. Cool. Argentina is a fascinating country. Did you know that, um, um Catalan, uh, so like the dialect they speak in Barcelona is actually yeah. probably closer to French than Spanish. Did you know that you can play uh, the game Trivia Crack in Catalan? No, because I did. Okay, well I I was just saying I was just, just saying what I said because um, I remember when I was in um, Barcelona, it sounded like they were speaking French. That might not actually be true that it's actually closer to French, but like they have the weird things under the sea, and I was like, oh, that looks like French. And it sounded like French, like French and Spanish fused. And so, Barcelona is close to France, yeah, well, so I don't so know. it's not even a, a di like a dialect. It is a different yeah, language. Yeah, it's a completely different language. And that's where like a lot of the crazy names in Barcelona come from. Yes, I really want to go to Barcelona. Yeah, you should. It's like a, one, of the, it's one of the nicest cities I've been to. I mean, I definitely am going to go, but I don't want to go until they finish Sagrada Familia, which could be any minute now. Well, you should also. Is that a new TV show? That's the big church. You should also probably not go while there's civil unrest. But um, I mean, that's probably true. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know when that's gonna be. I I went there like like last time I went there was when um there was literally like the day they were all like protesting. Yeah, I and don't know if there's civil unrest right now. I, like, I imagine that lot, Spain's there just was a lot of stuff like a couple weeks ago. I saw it all on the news. Um, yeah, Spain's yeah. pretty much been in a state of civil unrest um, uh, since Francisco Franco took over in like 1941. Mm. They've they've just really never settled down. Yeah, that's cool. Love the Spanish. But it's like I learned about there. Spanish literature and I learned about Latin American literature. They were like different classes. Is that Emily? It is. She's buying our Disney tickets. Oh, that's fun. That is fun. I know. I'm so excited. We're going to Disney World. The dancers are practicing. Sorry about this. You're probably going to have to cut this bit out, aren't you? No. Oh, look. There he is. Seamus is here. Say hi. hi Seamus. Come on, Sawyer. Come on. <laughs> oh, Sawyer's the dog. I was like, wait, you had another kid? <laughs> yeah. We had another kid. Yeah, we had another kid. Sawyer. He was like, come here. Come on. We named our kid after that book with the racist words. Yep. <laughs> Which one's that? Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer. I was gonna. No, I wouldn't have got that. Oh. The name. Is that the one? Is that, that the song? one with um the uh guy? No, I don't even know. What I'm going to. I feel like we might have done it in English class, but I can't remember. Um, is it's Mark it like Twain. The, yeah, Mark Twain. Is it the one with the uh? No, I, I'm not even gonna bother. Like. <laughs> it's the one where they whitewash the fence. I don't know. I can't really remember it well enough. The guy from who kept saying "child," like, but I kept reading it as "chili," but he kept going "child, child." <laughs> <laughs> that could be. That could be uh, a lot of American literature. I don't know. Huckleberry Finn. It was probably Huckleberry Finn. Uh, most schools read Huck yeah. Finn. Not a lot of people read 
actually read Adventures of Tom Sawyer. There we go. You just watched me forget. That. But Tom Sawyer is a character in Huck Finn. What? The original crossover event. Yep. Yeah. This is the greatest crossover yeah, the, event of all the, time. The Huck Finn extended universe. <laughs> I think it's the Tom Sawyer extended universe. I mean, universe. right now, it would be like the Tom Sawyer extended universe. <laughs> yeah, because there's yeah. two books and a Rush song. Yeah. <laughs> this Tom Sawyer gets high on you! So what film are you guys most excited for next year? I have no um, idea what's coming out next year. Uh, I, I will be most excited next year for Spider-Verse 2, which will come out two years later. Because, <laughs> like, obviously you guys are big MCU stands, and there's a few yes. MCU films coming out next year. I have no concept for when the MCU movies so are coming Black out So Black Widow now. is coming out in May. Um, is, I, I don't know that I could say I'm super excited about Black yeah, Widow. Yeah, I'm not. Like, if it was um, a real prequel, I'd have been like, super excited but it's taking place like in between civil war and infinity war and i'm like do we really need a story at this point like oh i don't want any stories inside of the infinity saga yeah well that's when this one takes place so right i get that i just don't want it <laughs> right we, we closed the book we threw it away year. we lit it on fire it's over no doctor strange is coming out next may so uh there's shang chi maybe i'm excited for that shang chi is february 2021 uh eternals is november 6 2020 not and excited show, for right? i'm still uh, and then for me the, the pinnacle of next year is probably going to be soul but um are they both coming out next year soul and onward are both coming out next year oh Within the first six then I, yeah i'm probably most excited for soul yeah it's gonna be good even though we don't know anything about okay it. so what is what is let me ask you this shame it's just to sort of flip the tables here what's the final goal as a pixar theorist is it for like in the middle of a movie all of a sudden woody shows up and he's like you got a friend of me partner and then he like does some <laughs> awesome woody stuff <laughs> um what so you mean like as in with the pixar theory what's like the ultimate goal like do do we want it to be like confirmed one day um, right like like super confirmed like, like all of a sudden there's like this time travel con plot and all of a sudden like I, I think, lightning mcqueen I, I, I and woody have to like save a fun experiment um, oh, it's I, absolutely I think, what it I is, think but... on the contrary that Pixar are quite literally doing the opposite of that in making Onward. Because I think Onward is a middle finger to the Pixar theory in the sense of like they've created this universe in another world that isn't supposed to be connected to the other films. It, it, it's an individual. Right. And I, I like the fact that people are going to keep it going um, and stuff like that. That's fun. And um, I, it will keep going. I, there's not much they can do that won't be continued because it will literally just go, yeah, this took in a place in another planet. This is in another universe. Like, there's nothing right. you can do once people are starting talking about different planets. Like, um, oh, yeah, it's, it's unfalsifiable like, is, the, is the term. Yeah, so... Um, so yeah because onward has two moons we know from like pretty much every other pixar film because there are so many moons in pixar films i did like a whole like research on this there are moons in almost every pixar film surprising easter egg toy story 4 literally ends by them panning up to the moon so um like stuff like that you, you just don't notice it though but um yeah so uh i think like with um i, I just think it's fun to keep it going it, and i i feel like it'll go on well until people get bored of it um like maybe once people are like i onward might be like the catalyst for this in the sense of people might like now once people start saying like once soul comes out and people are talking about like how does soul fit into the pixar theory that's when people might start losing interest in the sense of um like yeah it, onward kind of broke it for me um why do we care about soul now 
And, um, but like, how is Onward gonna break it though? Because it takes place on a different planet, so right. So does Wally. No, Wally takes place on Earth. Well, it, it starts and ends on Earth, but it takes place in the Axiom. Yeah, but the whole yeah. plot is that, um, and the whole Pixar theory goes into the fact that um, the humans are sent up in the Axiom. Cars lived on Earth because the machines were taking over. The cars then realized they needed human life to survive. They all died off. Wally was the last like robot left alive because um, he was um, so connected to human culture. And then he went and saved all the humans, brought them back down. And then humans repopulated Earth and evolved into monsters. That's kind of the general idea. <laughs> right. But yeah, like, it was like a radioactive Earth. But like... Yeah. There's space travel, which means there's other planets. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But, um, and, and I agree, it, 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 you can fit Onward in, but it's like, it's less interesting. I, all because... I'm hearing is that Onward, so Onward has two moons, right? Yeah. So it's Tatooine. It's, it's the crossover between uh, Pixar and Star Pixar Wars. And Done. Star Wars. Figured it out. <laughs> Got it already. <laughs> um, Star, Tatooine has two suns. That is true. Right. And yeah. if it has two suns, it also has two moons. That's not, That's not how, how that works. works. That is 100% how <laughs> that, that works. Okay, so why does Jupiter have 23 moons? Yes, twenty three. I think so. That that could be. Yeah, a but also nobody yeah. lives there. Jupiter's number. stupid. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a stupid it planet made a stupid hard. gas. Okay, what about with Mars? A stupid rock in the what middle. What about Mars? Mars has two moons. Okay, so maybe. Okay, so then then uh, onward is the crossover between um between the Pixar theory and the Martian, and they're no, gonna I, find Mark Watney at I, the I end. I do of, like the general uh, idea that it could take place on Mars, I, and that's something I've considered. But the planet just doesn't look Marsy enough. Like Mars is a very cold, frozen planet, and like right. But it, once the sun superheats and then, becomes then not, Mars becomes not frozen <laughs> Get anymore. Get the flap out of town. NASA.gov. Jupiter next to the giant outer planets. They have lots of moon it's jupiter for instance has 79 known moons 79 oh wow that's a mile off <laughs> 79 saturn has 53 uranus has 27 and neptune has 14 are they like gas moons because like obviously like if you go to jupiter obviously it's like freezing cold as well but it's all gas so you can't actually stand on it you're like it's like a gas not a solid planet so europa is frozen water what? Nuh-uh. Yeah, it's an ice planet, or ice moon. Frozen water, though, or, like, frozen... Well, that's the theory. Between, behind, like, I don't a solid 12% of sci-fi movies. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, seen the Europa is... Report? I'm still mad. Still mad. I don't think I've seen the Europa Report, no. <sighs> don't bother. Bad movie. Still mad. Okay, I get it. You're mad. Directors of Europa Report, if you're listening, I would like to talk. It, actually, you know what? If you've ever directed a film ever, I would like to talk. Specifically, if, you're if you directed your Europa Report, I would I would love to just bang my line. I would love to have a conversation. <laughs> Ethan, a lot of times on your Instagram posts, you finish them by writing "do text." What is that? Or don't mean? text. What does that mean? What do you mean? It means I don't do know text. What that means. It's it's a, it's an action item. It's an action item. But most of your followers don't have your phone number. Correct. So I don't get it. It means text me. I'm having a I'm, good time. Straight up having a good time right now. Do text. Is, I feel is like the if I'm having a good time. About Europa Report. Yes. Okay, so the guy you're looking for is Sebastian Cordero, um, an Ecuadorian film director, screenwriter, and editor. He oh man, available. I will I will reperfect my Spanish to blast this guy a new butthole. Sebastian Cordero. Let me look him up on Twitter if he has Twitter. If he doesn't have Twitter, he's not real. That's the way um, I see it. No, because the original thing was just like just like out here living in the moment. Don't text. So I started saying do text because don't is a negative word. All heads, baby. Sebastian Cordero. What is I this? Do not Who are think you? Has Twitter. <laughs> Who are you? Um, but Sebastian Cordero. I do not think he has Twitter. There are Sebastian Corderos on Twitter. 
but I do not think. Yeah, it can't be that uncommon of a name. He, he, I, I don't think he's one of them. I mean, to be fair, I think like I'm the only person that's seen your Rover report. You're the only one that's seen your Rover report. Uh, it made $125,000 at the box office. So that means there are at least like 10,000 other. 140. People. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just that's saying, like, it's not $10 a. Dollars uh, for a ticket. It's not like a like a winning movie. Right, I, you got yeah. an eighty-one percent on the old RT. Did it really? Eighty-one. Yeah. Well, that's that's because it was very it was it was extremely close to being a one hundred percenter. If you chopped so it, the last three minutes off, it would have been a perfect movie. Wait, so I thought you were already mad. I am because it's garbage. But you said it was nearly perfect. Except yes, for the and last then three like minutes. I said, if you cut the last three minutes, the last three minutes ruin the whole movie. It's 89 minutes it, long. It, if it was 86 it, minutes it, long, it would be it, a perfect it, movie. It's like the last three minutes is that bad. <laughs> it seriously is, it's that bad. How could yeah. you have done it better? Not made the last three minutes. It, it ended. I'm gonna like, have to see this film. I feel like I have no yeah, idea what I'm talking no about here. I have no idea what's going on, but I kinda wanna know what happened in these last three minutes. So it's like, it's like a found <laughs> footage space travel movie. Sorry? Ow. This sounds like a very much your type of thing. It, it is a me type movie. When I first started watching it, I was like, okay, this might be the one. <laughs> you know This what? is my unicorn. And then it ended and I was like, I'm not supposed to swear during this episode. I'll do it for you. There, you, there, you there are not preschool Fortnite. toy words for how I felt about the end of this movie. If I if I just say Fortnite over you, will that censor you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Fortnite. <laughs> All I'm saying is Fortnite you, Sebastian Cordero. Go Fortnite yourself. <laughs> I think the intent of what you were trying to say there was very clear. Yes. I feel like the, 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 yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I think sure the word Fortnite clearly covered up the word Fortnite. <laughs> Seamus, do you ever play Fortnite? Uh, no, I never have. It does have Dan Fogler in it, which I did not remember. What? Dan it has Fogler. the guy from Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that there's a new writer for the yes, Fantastic Beasts series? Yes, I did. That was literally the best news that came yeah. about yesterday. Whatever his name was that the, wrote the yeah, other Harry Potter movies. It's been, co Steve, it's been co written, though. They're both doing Steve it. Steve Clovis? That was such good news. That actually, shows, think, that actually shows she doesn't have all the power. Or maybe, like, because I don't think she's, like, requested that. I think they've said, yeah, if we want these films to do. Like, they've had a meeting and they've had, like, if we want these films to do. But, like, the last one hasn't done as well as we wanted. If we want these films to do better, you can't have full control over the story. You, these need to be co written. There's obviously been something I'm just curious if they can salvage. It's just so salvage. sad because I, I love the first one. Yeah, I'm saying. I just think it's so same. average. But that, that second one just felt like such a filler. And it's just, it's so frustrating because it looks so good. My mom was watching it the other day. And I kept like looking over and seeing it. And like, it looks so good if you're not paying attention to what's going on. Yeah, then, David Gates <laughs> learned a lot like, between ooh, Seven Nick Part Flamel. 2 and Fantastic Beasts Part 1. But like the story just isn't there. There isn't a story to it. It's like, it's a proper stretched out filler trailer for uh, number three <laughs> yeah there's like Which scenes is missing good the, 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 it's not even that there's scenes missing there's like scenes added that are unnecessary like no there's a straight up scene missing in the in the in the graveyard there's a scene missing yeah i agree i agree i think it's all very rushed like the whole like i i still remember sitting for it first time i've watched it. this is why i went into a lot of detail in my review about about it is that when i first watched it and it ended i was like oh 
what it finished because it like it just jumps so quickly it takes like an hour just reintroducing characters you can't spend that long reintroducing characters like we don't need to right. see new at the ministry we don't uh, like it like for newt to get to paris he's like seen at the ministry talking to some people then he goes back to his house he goes into this water thing then jacob arrives like there's way too much going on for newt there that isn't important right. to the story like I wish I wish they were either about Newt or not about Newt. Yeah, they, it's like they hadn't decided. <laughs> right. They were like, well, we had this great character for the first one, but the rest of these are about Dumbledore, yeah. so... I Whoops. hope they keep the focus on Newt and Dumbledore versus Grindelwald's kind of like a thing happening on the side. But they also announced it's taking place in Brazil, which is kind of close to Mexico, right? Man, they will. There will be some fantastic beasts in that movie. Yeah. Well, I, but there were also fantastic beasts in Coco. I, the Alabrijes are like. Fan, fantastic. They are fantastic. I had never heard the term alabrije before. No, I, I had either. not either. Mm. Okay. So that was not a word but that... It was a good touch because it is like a genuine, like, important part of it. And that isn't explored in other Day of the Dead movies, such as um, The Book of Life. I've seen no other Day of the Dead movies. Um, I've seen The Book of Life. The Book of Life. It's good. Um, I, I think Coco's better. And I think people are stupid if they say they are the same film because they're not... Although, <laughs> as soon as I looked, as soon as I Google searched Alibrihe, I recognized these sculptures. I just did not realize that's what they were called. Okay. They're spirit guides. Yeah, they're spirit guides. That's what they say in the film. Yeah. They're spirit guides. So that's they their... guide your soul on their journey. But, like, I think that we... I don't think we ever got to, like, using the Spanish term for them. I think we just called them spirit guides. Oh, I see. So, el espíritu guide is called guide. Was that... Oh, God. Uh, the word <laughs> you're looking for is alebrique. No, but, like... I, I was assuming when you did Spanish, you spoke, you did your like lectures and your courses in Spanish. We did, so, uh, but not like the ones where I learned about Day of the Dead. That was like high school when we brought in like cookies and stuff. Oh, I see. So these Alabrije statues, these are like frozen in time statues, but they are, they're like the Chinese New Year things. And that, I don't yeah. know if that's like, they're basically it's, gargoyles. It's like the dragons. Yes. Yeah. I think Alabrijes are a really cool concept. It's actually like Dante being Alabrije was like um, a good twist. I thought. I think. But I think, I think it was Dante a bit weird. naming him Dante was really heavy-handed. I what think. Does that mean? I Ethan? think there's a version of this movie. Oh, well, Ethan. like if you wanted to, if you wanted it to be a surprise that Dante was a spirit guide, don't name him Dante. Can you elaborate again, please? Like, I, like I don't think Ethan's. I don't think Seamus is getting the Dante. Yeah, right. I'm like, not at all. Like Dante, like Dante Alighieri, like the guy that that Inferno, like that escaped hell, that like mapped it out. You can see from my expression that I probably should know what's going on here, but I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> about. This is some mythology I know what's that going I don't on. know about. So it's like, it's just one of those things that like, oh, for like kids aren't going to get it. Okay. Yeah. That's but why like, I get it. No, but it's like, <laughs> like no, no five-year-old is going to be like, oh, his name's Dante. He's going to guide Miguel through the underworld. Oh, <laughs> so Dante was like a guide for the underworld in some mythology. Gan Dante mapped out the underworld. I didn't yeah. know that. There's a, there's a book called Dante's Inferno. Oh, it's yeah. there's a book called Inferno, the Inferno written by Dante. Yes, that's what I it hope is. people he didn't, listening. He didn't just right like now. call it Dante's I hope, Inferno. I hope people listening right now no, I'm not actually this stupid. I actually got Ravenclaw in my last Pottermore sorting quiz, so like That's not true. I've seen it. You got a Hufflepuff. What? I know a last one I did. Yeah, the last one you did yeah. was the one you just posted. You got Hufflepuff. Oh, I did. I chose Hufflepuff, but I did get Ravenclaw. Oh, wait, it lets you choose? I haven't done it yet. We're saving it to do with Mary Clay on a bonus episode. Oh. Wait, did you watch my last episode? My last we should video? get on that. Well, I watched it on mute. Oh, yeah. So, no. That's how you, that's how you watch a video, isn't it? <laughs> 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 watch it on mute. <laughs> 
why, why, sometimes, no. like, why do you, how sometimes, can you like, watch I'll, a video on mute? That would be like really frustrating. So sometimes I will go into my YouTube app on my phone. And it'll start like auto playing a video, but on mute and with the subtitles. Like before, like instead of uh, you know clicking it, like before you click on it, just on the search page. Mm. And sometimes I'll just catch myself sitting there watching that, and I'm like, wait a minute, I can click on this. And, like, yeah, I I do that sometimes. If I don't want to um like give someone the ad sense, but I want to like give like the like the first few seconds a try. <laughs> like to make sure it's okay <laughs> like i don't want to give someone my money yet but i want to like i want well it's my not money. your money you're giving somebody else google's money yeah well that google money could be mine um <laughs> i could be oh, watching yeah. my own videos <laughs> um but um no i yeah you could be cranking up the views on your own videos that's a, a worthwhile way to spend your time <laughs> but um that like yeah i i'll, I'll like watch it through and like just 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 like test out the water i think i watched yours on mute because i was like uh at work and i only had a few minutes and i was like oh seamus posted this video i wonder what he got so i clicked on the video and then i clicked on the end and then i was like hufflepuff haha here oh, he is I talking see. to the camera i uh, know <laughs> i actually got uh ravenclaw and then uh, chose hufflepuff ravenclaw uh, claw i've 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 done a lot of thinking about the house thing and i think if that's how the game works now i will choose Ravenclaw but, but because... uh, you've got a context here the way it works is if you've already done the quiz before um and so basically now you can do more than one go on your account mm -hmm. so like back in the day you had oh, to make a excellent. new account every time just what the world needed so now so if you get a different house to what you originally got last time it lets you choose between your new house and what you had before so I just have to do it four times one time being like, how would a brave person answer this? How would a cunning person answer <laughs> Pretty this? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> how, how would a smart person answer this? How would a snake how would, answer this? <laughs> how would anybody else answer this? You know those Hufflepuffs, they're really good finders. Yes. Anyway, the point is, anyway, I think I would choose Ravenclaw because Harry. I think we took the quiz again on a video and I don't remember what our result was there and I just, I still identify with Ravenclaw, but now I feel like I'm not allowed to and... How do you keep forgetting what we did on that video? I, I don't know. It was, it was weeks ago. I really just, um... It, you were a Hufflepuff, bud. It was Tyler a Hufflepuff. Yeah, I got Gryffindor, Tyler got Hufflepuff. I do remember that, yeah. This is why, maybe that's why oh, I don't yeah, want to remember I it. I posted like a really clever comment. It doesn't comment. matter, you have to remember it. I posted a really clever <laughs> you comment You resort yourself, that. you're a Hufflepuff. I posted a really clever comment on that video where I said, oh, you got Mike House. And then everyone was, and then, because one of you got Hufflepuff, one of you got Gryffindor, and someone else was like, yeah. everyone was like, which one was he talking about? And I was <laughs> oh. like, yeah, the clever part. That's probably how I got Ravenclaw, my latest one, because I was clever. Because clever. you're so clever. I think Americans are so dumb because we read clever as like tells funny jokes. Do you? Clever doesn't mean the same to doesn't us it? as it does to you. I can no, I'm not even mean well like that was clever in the sense of like that was a good joke. Yeah. That's like, the only thing it means joke, in American English. No, we'd say like um I, I don't know, like if you got like a like an award at school, you'd be like cleverest in the class or something. <laughs> yeah, no, we would cleverest say smartest. Yeah, yeah we would say smartest. Cleverest would be like the funniest. Well. Like I, smart it is a more is more American on a Smartest means most well dressed in England. Smartest does mean that as well, but like no, if you're saying like they're never used in the same context, so you're like, oh am I smart 
in terms of dress or am I smart in terms of intelligence? I've never seen confusion come up between the two of them before. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you here. However smart. Anyway, I also think guys... Tyler's wrong about this clever thing. It's interesting. No, I don't think I am. Yeah, I think you're you're narrow casting here. I think you're 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 reading not enough into it. So Alabrihe, Dante. I want the dog that Dante is. Yeah, um, it's like a like an ugly, hairless dog. Do you know? With it, a it's giant actually, it tongue. It was specifically put in for um, what's her name? Who's the artist that's in the film? Um, the lady artist, Frida Kahlo. Frida Frida Kahlo. Yeah, her and her husband, um, David Rivera, were really big fans of um, the type of dog Dante is, which I've forgotten. Dante dog Diego Rivera. Sorry. Diego Rivera. Uh, what did I say? David. Oh yeah, sorry. Diego. Um, it's called a Zolin. Zolin. I I can't say that, but X O L O I T Z C U I N T L I. Okay, I did not dog. know who Frida Kahlo was. Or a Zolo dog. Frida Kahlo is a painter. I I know that now She's from this Google search. She had a unibrow. Yes, I know who she is in the film. I did not realize she was a real person. Yeah. Yeah. Selma Hayek played her in a movie. That's why they put the Zola dog in there because she's a big fan of the Zola dog. She's dead now, but um, like, uh, but yeah, the, the Zola dog uh, was like her favorite dog. So I think they put that in as a tribute to her because she got to like pet the dog. But I also think that's just native, like, uh, like a like a common dog in um, Mexico. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it either. But also the fact that Dante was a Zolo dog was also probably a massive clue for him being an Alabrihe because apparently it's a like like a dog like a Zolo dog are really good for guiding your spirit in real life. And his name was Dante. Yeah, so I feel like all the clues were there really. I mean, I was there I, Like I said, this to me this whole movie was a little heavy-handed. I thought I I yeah, I know. I thought Dante was Nalabrihe the entire time, but they kept shutting it down. Like, anytime they're like, oh, maybe he's just a stupid dog. So in the end, they convinced me he wasn't. And then when it turned out he was, I was like, oh, I knew that, but I didn't actually. So it was a surprise. <laughs> that got a resounding. So Azolotl is also the Aztec god of life and death. Yes. So. Foreshadowing. So yeah, <laughs> there's definitely some, there's definitely some uh, tradition surrounding these dogs. It's a well-researched film. For sure. I don't know. Just, I, just, it, it, it's very good. It just to where me, does it where does it, it fall in the Pixar realm for you, Ethan? What do you mean? Like, I mean, you know, I mean, is this is this better than worse than what is it? Where do, how does it rank in your? Like, food, yeah. It it like where like compared to Inside Out. I I don't like it nearly as much as Inside Out. Okay. Compared to Toy Story, or Toy Story. I, I mean, I like it better than probably the Cars films. Wow, that's a pretty big insult. That's low. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about like compared to like no, the, like, no even wow. even the first one like even the first okay, one. Okay, what about compared to like the the ranks of like Ratatouille or Bugs Life? I like Cars one better than Ratatouille. Oh wow, well that's wrong. Um, I'm not I'm not a big Ratatouille so, like, fan. Brave the good dinosaur. Historically, better than them. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, it's it's a very it's a very good movie. I I have a hard time finding like a fault with it. So you would give it a one in the binary review if we get back to that that we were meant to do an hour ago. Oh yeah, we never got back to that. <laughs> I, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's a I think it's a good movie. I I think that that there's like definitely a certain audience that should see it. I think it's it's probably sort of like a comforting way to introduce your child to the concept of death. That is, I I never Andy thought that. Yeah. That's a, that is so like I think it's it, it's important. It definitely serves like a purpose. I think that like if if I was going to like if 
you know, I, I had a kid and I had like an old, old relative that was like close to my child, but was like about to pass on. I'd probably show them this movie. Mm, yeah. As sort of like a, like an intro way of like, hey, uh, Nani's going to die eventually. <laughs> probably not that long from now. <laughs> You're brutal. Yeah, they're pretty morbid. <laughs> Remember but, me. I mean, but like, but like, that is definitely part of why this movie was made. Because I, what I was gonna say is, I think this movie was made more with kids in mind than most Pixar movies. I think it does a really good job of explaining. Well, I don't know if it's a good job of explaining because I really don't know anything. Uh, but of introducing the holiday to American like folks. That, and that like, too, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and, for sure. Well, into English and non-Spanish speaking folks. That's what it's really folks. important for. Uh, an actual film about the Day of the Dead holiday. Right. Like It is It is one of the most fascinating holiday celebrations to me on the planet Earth. Yeah. And it, it, like yeah. just the way they the way they look at it. And, and I think just the, the, the Mexican culture, especially uh, the relationship they have with mm. with death and with their, their family and their elders is, is just absolutely, I think, so the right way to why, do it. That's why I think uh, people saying it's the same movie as the Book of Life are in somewhat disrespectful because it's like how like the, the similarity between them is pretty much that they're based around the same holiday and it's like can you imagine if you use that logic to every film based around the same holiday so there's only allowed to be one Halloween film one Christmas film one etc um I can't think of any other holidays <laughs> um, but, um like yeah and that's what I, because I don't think that there, there are enough films made about the Day of the Dead, and maybe making Coco will encourage them to make more, because I think there's stories to tell around that. Oh, I, I think The Book of Life's a great movie. Yeah, exactly. I've never heard of this, but just from looking at the promotional photos, I can see where the similarities are. I mean, there's yeah, a. Yeah, because they're based around the same holiday, but. Well, well they're, they're, a broad yeah, they're based around the same guy with a guitar. And... Oh, yeah, the guitar <laughs> part is also pretty similar, but. Seamus, you should revisit the Book of Life. There's there's more similarities than you would think. There are more similarities than I'm giving it credit for. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just like there's there's only so many like it's it's sort of the way you would you would describe every movie about Santa Claus is sort of having something to do with each other. Yeah, it's like it's not just like oh it's about a holiday. It's sort of like about the same traditions of the holiday. Yeah, but I still think like, I still think it's an important story. To and the guy who made the Book of Life was like fully like on on board with it, and he was like, yeah, it's celebrating culture. This is great. So yeah, it's it's. It's a good movie. It's definitely worth a watch. I mean, I think it's got like a 85 or something percent on Rotten Tomatoes as well, but it did not do nearly as well at the box office. Yeah, because it was. I had never even heard of this. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a big thing. It was made by it was an animated movie made by 20th Century Fox. Like Ice Age. Um, With Diego Luna and Channing Tatum. Yeah, I knew like every Channing Tatum was in. I knew there was someone big in it. Yeah, Diego Diego Luna is uh, one, isn't he? Yeah, and Zoe Saldana. And Zoe Saldana. Is Zoe Saldana's in it? Yeah, she's the uh, the female lead. She's the most successful actress of all time. Yep. default box office yeah <laughs> she's been, she was in avatar and endgame. <laughs> adventures endgame she also was in the most expensive film series prior to endgame the pirates movies yeah, the mo- yeah. are they most expensive i thought uh the star wars prequels uh were- pirates four four or five cost like 390 million dollars yeah i thought the prequels were which the is most expensive like the star wars no. because they were proper cgi'd up to the to like they're pretty much right animated. but like the company that the company that made those movies also owned industrial light and magic mm, yeah so like i i mean those people were still getting paid but it's like you didn't have to outsource the effects souls is coming soon now you know what's, yeah, it's what's like your, a month what's your thoughts on it because i feel like there's this really weird thing going on with star wars right now in the sense of Can there's I... not much hype around this film because almost like people have been made to feel guilty for being excited for it because The Last Jedi is just such a toxic, like, topic. And there's almost this resurgence of, like, 
love for the prequels that's come out randomly ever since the sequel trilogies come about. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and tweet it right now. I am so excited for Star Wars 9. And then, you know, that yeah, that, that, that settles that question. That settles that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you can get Ben to retweet it, that'll really... Uh... Yeah, Ben is a... Uh, he's turned his back. Uh, Isn't he like Dark Ben on Twitter? He's excited. Oh, he's like proper excited for this. I would imagine he's yeah. like in the mood for Frozen 2 right now, though. He is, yeah. That's that's his real passion. I just like... I think, I think the less... I, I'm I'm a fan of the less Star Wars hype right now because I think that like I think it's good for Star Wars. It's overall going to benefit this yeah. movie more. Yeah, but it, the fact is, like the day the trailer came out, and that trailer was so good. It's one of my favorite trailers I've ever seen. And I like tweeted out saying I loved that trailer, and even something like that was getting negativity around it. And it was like, can't you just let me like a trailer? And it was like, <laughs> no, they can't. And that, That's and that, the thing and is, they can't day, just like, let you. The Rise of Skywalker, at least in London, I remember seeing it was trending behind the last jedi on twitter that day like the last jedi was trending then the rise of skywalker and i was like how like uh, i just it, it's just a such a like scott nice wonder put it really well when he said like um like he really enjoyed the last jedi but he's been made to feel so guilty for liking it that it's made him less excited for the film I'm literally on Scott's Twitter right now trying to find that tweet because I thought he put it so well yeah, about, really you know, did. like... like That like, that man's got uh, a way with saying things. Yeah, it, it like spoke Scott, to me Scott's got on a way another with words. level. Like, you could make a full video about that and span it out to, like, 30 minutes, and I'd have been, like, watching that the minute it went out. It was... You should DM Scott and tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he he would probably cry. <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I just I I think that uh, that Scott's having trouble with his videos right now. Yeah. I think he's having he's he's uh, having trouble finding inspiration. I thought he was like writing a video. I think he's having trouble writing that video. He's having trouble with something like publicized troubles with something. I don't think he'd want me to send him that because then he might like scrap his current video and start from scratch. <laughs> no, I think he would just be like, oh, somebody wants to hear me talk for thirty minutes on Star Wars. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I would like to. I just if Scott is listening God, to I'm this. I do want to hear you talk for about Star Wars for thirty minutes honestly if you like wait a, like a month you've got like a month to make this and the hype will be like starting to build a, a little like there will be some hype around star wars in a month the problem is scott does comic videos he does do comic videos but i mean the guy's allowed to branch out like i don't see scott as a like only can do one thing i think scott's a multi-talented guy he here's, definitely here's is, the, but I don't know how the video about. essay about comics community would respond to that. I just think he, he just shrugs his shoulders and says, well, I don't care what you think. Well, you, you need to care what the audience thinks to an extent, but like trying something, you never hurt anyone. Okay, I think Scott going from, you know, this video is not about Superman, it's instead about Luke Skywalker is not the same jump as if he was like, I know last week's video was about Superman. Well, why don't this we week's let... video is a sneaker review of the new <laughs> Nike Air Force Ones. <laughs> why don't we let Scott do <laughs> Scott's videos? Do <laughs> right, I I just feel like there are bigger leaps to be yeah, made. Yeah, I agree, I agree, but like uh, this isn't is this quiet. isn't nice talk. A Scott talk, a Scott Nicewander podcast about Scott Nicewander's video ideas. I honestly think a Scott like a podcast about Scott Nicewander's videos would be something needed to be done. Could you imagine how big it have I, to be for someone to make a podcast about you? <laughs> I mean, apparently about uh. Like about about where Scott is, it seems like based on what you just said. Hmm. Howdy, like, scouts! This is 
Someone should just <laughs> like send like this like big. minute of the, 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 the podcast to Scott so he doesn't have to listen to the whole thing because I feel guilty for wasting his time. Wow. Thanks. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> when I see Scott on Friday, I'll tell him. Uh, no, hey, but Scott, the thing about Star Wars at, 9. About le- no, because the problem is I'll be like, hey, Scott, we talked at length about you in this episode. And he's going to be like, oh. <laughs> If you guys could see Ethan's face there, it was quite funny. So the the response I got to my tweet, I'm so excited for Star Wars 9, comes from a, a Twitter user at 5FFC5D6. What? That, that, sound, that looks like a fake account. But the response is, I hope it redeems the other two movies in the eyes of most fans. Which is kind of like saying, you know, like, oh, I hope all the other people who didn't like... Uh, re, re, uh, what are the other ones called? Force Awakens and Last Jedi like this one. Although I don't believe The Last Jedi deserved all the hate it did, this movie needs to repair the series, otherwise it will cause severe fan backlash. It's like, this person doesn't even sound like they didn't like the other two movies. They're like, upset that other people didn't That's like the, problem, the other two though. movies. That's what Scott Nice Wonders that is I am also about. upset that other people didn't like <laughs> exactly. the other two movies. I don't get why people didn't like The Force Awakens. There's literally nothing I, wrong with that film. There's no reason. There's no... It, not liking The Force Awakens is is, is an invalid opinion, yeah, and if you feel that way, you're dumb and the, I'm sorry. The whole thing is that it's similar to A New Hope, but why is that a problem? <laughs> <laughs> a New Hope's yeah, great. Exactly. <laughs> Do you the know Force what Awakens, wasn't just like A New Hope? The Force Awakens the is my favorite Star Wars movie, and I will not apologize for that. I honestly, no, yeah, the Force I Awakens respect is amazing. that opinion highly. I still think Empire for me, but Force Awakens is probably number two. But like, I like you see people see like uh, Disney lists, and for some reason, Rogue One is like the fan favorite, and I'm like, isn't that like the worst one? <laughs> you know, you it's know, got, like, a good scene at the end, but it is like it is the worst <laughs> one. But I revisited Rogue One, and I tell you, revisit it. I just, just I want the Star movie Wars that it was film. supposed to be, man. I want the I want the like horrible like Diego Luna as a monster type movie that we were supposed the to get. The thing with Star Wars films is using the worst feels like a horrible word to use with them because. Is well, the thing is, no, no Star Wars, Wars movie can be the worst all, as long as the Phantom Menace it's exists. All good, yeah, that's true. Or Attack of the Clones. Either God, one, Attack of the it, was it's bad. splitting hairs, really comparing. But that's why I'm saying there's been. But this the truth recent, is, I still love both of them. Been this I still love Star Wars. I don't. I don't love both of them. There's been this recent. I, I straight up tell you in, in this like love of the prequels. People are like yeah, the prequels like were underrated. Now, now we're seeing the sequel trilogy, and I'm like. Are you really trying to say the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones are worse than this, are better than the sequel trilogy? Because that is a wrong opinion. Like, it's just. Oh, yeah. Revenge of the Sith, it, I, I think I can have respect for that. I think that's a really good film. That was the first ever Bacon Next podcast I went on, so it holds a special place in my heart. But, um. <laughs> like. The, the comparison of trying to say The Last Jedi is worse than The Phantom Menace or even The Force Awakens is worse than The Phantom Menace is like, it just doesn't make sense to me. I agree. I don't know. I, Star Wars is great. I'm excited for the new movie. Yeah, Very excited. So but much. this has been like the fourth week in a row we've talked about how excited we are for Star Wars. I think that's great though. The more you talk about how excited you are, the better. Because that will convince people who are... Because there are some people convinced like no one wants to see this film. I mean, the, the thing <laughs> is at the end of the day... The, the series is over after this is made, and it's already made. I really do not care if people see it or not. I don't care if people mm. like it or not. The problem with people... I'm going to go see it, and I'm going to go it is the, feel how I feel. The problem with people not seeing it is that it means there's less Star Wars content in the future if it really flops. That's what I it's don't not like. gonna, That's the thing. Yeah. Is it's just not It's not going to really flop. Yeah, I don't think it will. I think the, the question is... They're also the, not going to close the Disney park. 
That's true. That's true. No, and they're going to keep making the shows and stuff, but they'll like they'll replan how they're going to make Star Wars movies. They've also signed. They've like signed contracts for six more movies. Well, I mean, yeah. The the question is whether it makes more than the Last Jedi or not. Because the lot, because that that's kind of like I don't see I don't see a world in which it doesn't. Because there's like the Star Wars films had a theme so far. The first one, so A New Hope and The Phantom Menace that do massive on the box office because they're like they're the first one in ages or the first one ever and they do massive and that's exactly what the force awakens did then the second one underperforms in terms of box office significantly empire attack of the clones and um last jedi you could also argue you could still argue solo all followed that 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 like journey you could yeah and then um the third one always outperforms the second but underperforms compared to the first and that's where i feel like it will fall 1.5 1.6 last, million last billion. jedi last jedi made 1.321 billion dollars exactly i don't see a world in which uh the rise of skywalker doesn't hit 1.5 yeah that's what i was thinking 1.5 1.6 and um but like a real flop it's coming out like it's got it's got a lot going for it it's coming out closer to christmas mm. it's coming out frozen like it's the last one in the series same same christmas that's the fear of it what'd you say it frozen 2 coming out the same christmas could be a like hurdle for it because there will be an overlap frozen 2 comes out i guess in the i don't know what it's like in the in the uk but frozen 2 comes out a month and a week before star wars it does come out a month and a week before but frozen 2 is like a christmas feel film like and it will still be out in december but it will be mostly done but Frozen, the whole thing with the first Frozen was that it had legs. It like, at first, it like, the box office wasn't great for Frozen. It just, it just kept going and like cruised through Christmas because nothing came out that Christmas. Um, and I think Frozen 2 could outgross The Lion King. Oh, yeah. I think Frozen 2 will outgross The Lion King. I I, I think that... So by that, I, by I, that I, logic, the, we have two mo- more in this like already like ridiculous year for box office. Two more 1.5 billion films to come out. Yeah, I, I, I think I think Disney makes $3 billion in November and December. I, I don't see any way around that. The, the year they've already had, that's insane. I do think yeah. the Disney bubble will burst soon. But, but what, over, what takes over then? I think... Uh, I don't think somebody takes over. I think the Disney bubble bursts and you see a lot of smaller independent films hitting that billion dollar mark. Well, the thing Not is like, the M- but like, I know the MCU smaller. isn't done, but like the MCU is kind of done and Star Wars is kind of done. Yeah. So, so what right. takes it like, so basically the way I'm seeing it right now is every decade kind of has like this, like one big thing like that happens. So like for me, like in my the two decades, I really remember 2000s, Harry Potter, like, it was just everywhere that ran the show 2010s was really the marvel the mcu like era of like a generation right well and, disney does have four avatar films coming so out in the next decade is it avatar <laughs> going to be the next one for the 2020s what's going to be the big thing in the 2020s i mean there's no way that avatar 2 hits what avatar one <laughs> no did. way not no a chance way. not a I, chance I, however it is one of the sequels i'm most anticipating to come out because like in fairness like the film gets a lot of stick because it like because it was so popular but james cameron has a good record when it comes to sequels terminator 2 slaps terminator 2 is better than terminator exactly. 1 for sure so in my eyes like that's his track record for sequels terminator 2 also, is an amazing I, film in a, in a sequel he, that you probably didn't think could have been done terminator pretty much works on its own now they've made like a hundred of them, and they just—you can. <laughs> There's like seven, okay. And you can go back and you can go back and listen to the episode that Isaac and I did. But like the one thing that I was shocked is like Avatar takes place in this really rich world that I'm excited to hear more stories yeah, exactly. from. Exactly, and therefore, like with his track record, I think Avatar Two could be really good. 
And it's like my, and, and, and I think that, that two, three, four, and five are going to have more to do with each other than, than one. Kind of like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Okay, yeah. But like three was my favorite of those movies. So I think that there's a solid chance that like I continue to like the Avatar movies. I, I think I'll really like I'll, I'll definitely go see the second one when it comes out. I, I, I don't know why I would not expect to like the rest of them. I liked the first one a lot. And I think that I will like the next one a lot. I don't. I think I, I saw the first one like I mean, seven times put, in theaters. Anytime you put 12, 13 years between a sequel, mm. it, it there's there's a chance that it's just yeah, not going to hold up. Isn't that what they did with Terminator yeah. 2. They were like, there were years between them. I don't know. Those both happened before I was born. Yeah, I know, but there were, I, I, I you can look it up. I have no, I think there were, what, I what think I'm saying is I have no concept of when the Terminator movies came out. the Terminator 1 and Terminator 2. All I'm getting right now is Terminator Dark Fate. Love that. Have you seen it? No. No. I think we should do a podcast. All right. On Terminator, Terminator 1 came out in 1984. Terminator 2. Judgment Day. That, yeah. that was ninety one. So yeah, it was uh, it was uh, seven years. Seven years. That's quite a long gap. I don't know if it's less yeah. back yeah. then, but it's obviously not as long. And well, audience are it, between yeah. that between those gaps, all three Back to the Future movies came out. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. That is true. You cannot deny that. James Cameron does take a long time to work on movies. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he, he did Titanic for like, the, on the forever. side, like he's been working on the other Terminator movies, like, well, James Cameron, like produces the Terminator movies. Oh, does he not like direct them? I, I don't think he has the kind of hands on role he did with the other ones. Mm. However, this one's got the best Rotten Tomatoes score. They're actually the, the last ter ter his filmography is only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven movies. And he's been around forever. T ten that are out. Yeah. Okay. So we do need to wrap bacon and eggs. Do we? We do. Are you sure? Oh, this is the this is the best movie on our list so far. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Wait. As for this year. Oh, if you this year it's just like, started. Yeah. 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 We've first, got like four what, movies. Oh, what the first four? She's the man. Ten things I hate about you. Uh, the Zombie Land. And Hocus Pocus. Well, and Hocus Pocus. I, so, yeah, I, this... Um, my girlfriend would kill me if I said Coco was better than Ten Things I Hate About You. So I'm just gonna be quiet about that one because I mean I think that's our current number one. <laughs> is it? But, <laughs> no, uh, but Coco is, is a better film than Ten Things I Hate About You. But they're both very, yeah. very good. I, I mean, you, I think you're, you're. I've seen it. I think you're I've comparing it, apples I've seen and oranges here. More times than I've seen Coco in this probably you're the same span like, of time. <laughs> you're comparing apples and fuzzy socks. Like they're just so <laughs> different. <laughs> we are not. Yeah, we're not talking about the same thing the at thing all. The thing that impresses uh, me I with really, Ten Things I Hate About You is that Heath Ledger could go from that to his amazing Joker performance. I, I mean, I think it makes sense. I think his performance in Ten Things I Hate About You is amazing. Yeah, his I know. His everything like, is amazing. Goes from a rom-com guy to like a proper like drama the, like right the he Joker also does himself. it with like over a decade in between that is true yeah. that is true i don't know i just i watched the dark knight the other day like after seeing the joker oh, so like good, to like dude. see if i like Every... it, i don't know why but the, watching the joker got me in the mood to watch the dark knight I was like, I need to watch yeah, the Dark Yeah, I wonder what the connection was and, there. And, yeah, I, <laughs> I feel no like that idea. would be my only reaction coming out of Joker. Yeah. It's like, oh man, I just want to watch Heath Ledger yeah. now. But like, it is so good. I was just, oh. Is it better than the Joker? Have you, like, in my opinion, um, I think the Dark Knight is a significantly better film, yeah. We're actively avoiding the Joker movie. Oh, are you? Why? There was a lot, a lot of, of, a lot like, of reasons. There's a lot of talk of like people planning a like, attacking theaters oh, and I things see, i see it, it's also just like there's a certain fan base that's really that was really excited for joker that we want nothing to do with oh okay i know I've, I've i've seen joker um yeah I, I i think it's a good film um and uh it, like I, there's been a lot of hype around it like i've seen some people say it's like the greatest film of all time um and his joker performance is unbelievable like um uh in in short but um 
Yeah. The thing is, like, if you look at if you look at my Twitter feed, the people on my Twitter feed that are obsessing about the Joker movie are people's opinions, people whose opinions on movies I wouldn't trust. Mm, okay. Well, as as just part. a fan of movies, I it, it, it's a good film. Like, um, as, as oh, well, sure, I'm sure. I have no problem believing that. Yeah. And I'm sure when it comes out on digital, we'll, you know, I don't know if we'll review it on Bacon and Eggs, but we will probably see it and make a, discuss make a it amongst each other. I, yeah, no, I... Uh, make a poll. <laughs> no, I think I... Yep, that's what we do. I, I call Tyler every week and I just go, make a poll! <laughs> no, I, I, I think now I... Now this is podcasting! I, I think it would be a good film to review, but obviously if there's... um like external factors i can see why but um yeah there was also like tyler had a kid and it was gonna be really hard for him to go to the movies when it was first out yeah. so frozen was our first theater movie we planned after olivia was born how is your uh, kid she's perfect she's like the best kid ever she's, she sleeps she's the, the best night. thing sleeps um, she's the super night. cute she smiles wow. in the morning yeah uh it's it's astonishingly like i'm afraid to say this because i know i'm gonna have more kids and they're gonna be less easy but it is astonishingly easy to be a parent. <laughs> I love it. That's like one of those things someone like says on a TV show and then it's like, and then it's like, and it's like seen as like a stupid thing to say, but, um, right. So what, what I mean think... is also, you know, I have a two month old. She might get much, much worse in the coming years. I feel like, I feel like so far it's yeah, pretty easy. That, that's amazing that you're finding it so easy. Maybe you're just a natural dad. My mom used to say, the I will same say thing a lot me. of it, a lot of it comes instinctually like she'll do something that's like new and we'll be like oh what are we supposed to do here and then we'll be like i, I feel like i'm supposed to do this and then we'll like google search it later like you know what are the the blogs and things recommend mm -hmm. and we almost always are doing that's good what like normal human beings would do no my mom used to say i was like the perfect child of like so easy to look after like just didn't do anything out of the ordinary then my sister came along right. and was like the polar opposite of like um right the devil incarnate, the devil incarnate. well yeah right because <laughs> I, I, like, I, I would just kind of like be very like peaceful to deal with like i'd just be like i right. just like if she was like changing my nappy or diaper um it would be uh, a very very easy i'd just, lie, I'd just sit there and i'd lie there it'd be really simple my sister broke her collarbone to try and get out of um my mom changing her <laughs> like she literally that's weird because i will say i have a daughter and she is much easier to change than my nephews mm. uh because there's less parts that oh okay yeah yeah <laughs> I, yeah I, did, I didn't think of that i've never changed anyone before so can't really it, I, it was until i had a child that i had changed somebody it is astonishingly easy it turns out it's just putting underwear on it? I thought it was like doing a burrito. No, that's what they say no, it's TV. very easy. <laughs> no, that's no, it's way easier. As a breakfast food, this is uh sugar skulls is there, is there, because it's is all there about food in this? the is there a food in this film. The sugar skulls. What's like the food they leave out for the dead? Tamales is even like looking tamales in our breakfast. You could have tamales with scrambled eggs inside. You could be kind. It's kind of weird. It's a lot of corn. A lot of corn. Corn. You big tamales guy? I, I I am not, actually. I There's something about the texture of the corn. It's like the one kind of corn that I don't like. What about like it's a, just really like What about like a corn themed breakfast, like cornflakes? Now, Ooh, corn I, flakes. I, I I've only had tamales tamales made by uh Americans, by gringos. So mm -hmm. I'm sure if I had like a proper Mexican tamale. Is gringo it the would same be, as like Gajin? Uh, no, not really. I mean, it's the same word, but it's like less, it's kind of less derogative. Okay, I would, if you called me a gringo, I think I would be like, 
Okay, that wasn't very nice. I would feel I mean, it's like not, you're mispronouncing It's not nice, but it's not as bad as Gaijin. But it's the same, like, it's the same word. I think it's like a French person saying gringo. It's like, go to gringo. Although gringo <laughs> is not necessarily outsider. It's like American outsider. Oh, okay. All right, so we've, we've ranked the film. We've breakfast fooded the film. What else do we do on this um, show? You also um, rank the villain. We, yeah, we do a villain ranking. Ernesto de la Cruz. I think he's a good villain. I do too. He tried to kill a kid. He's, That's always yeah, a good suave. sign. He, he makes you believe that he's he's Miguel. Because they have the whole scene of like, have you met my great-grandson? Yeah. And he's like playing polo. Yes. Have you met my great-grandson? So, that was a really bad I think he does. A, I think he does a good job. He's, he's all right. <laughs> the uh, what else do we do on this show? Um, you also rank the I thought that was the genius. <laughs> you, you also rank the film. But have we clarified it's first on the list? Yes. yes it is. Number it is one first. on the list. Um, I imagine it... I, I don't know that it'll stay there for long. What's the next? Uh, Frozen 2 and... Uh, Frozen 2 is not next because it doesn't come out next week, but... Can you reveal what to us fans what's next week? No. Uh, no, because we don't know. <laughs> we don't know yet. <laughs> They're just uh, saying, I, I, guys, see no they I have a funny feeling that Frozen that. 2 is going to be better. <laughs> yeah, I... I, I, oh. I no, I, I disagree. I don't think Frozen 2 will be as good as Coco. But actually, I, Disney, who are inviting me to see Frozen 2 in advance, I am very, very excited. And I think it could be the I greatest think, film of all well, time. Well, so here's... Here's my thing. I think Frozen 1 is better than Coco. I would agree. Oh, I wouldn't. Um, That's where I disagree. Tyler, I thought you said Coco was your favorite Pixar film. Frozen's not Pixar. Yeah, I know, but like, I would assume that Co the, your, your favorite Pixar film is better than Frozen. I, I think Frozen... I, I don't. I think you're trying to make me pick a favorite child right now. I just feel I think like, like I just if, feel like if you, you ask me, Frozen is better than all of Pixar films. <laughs> this is probably my my. Probably my seventh or eighth favorite Pixar film. That's quite high. I don't think it would be that high for me, but that's just because there's so many films. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't know necessarily where it would fall. Uh, but like somewhere between probably uh, probably between seven and thirteen, somewhere in that range. Yeah, mine's about. It's probably about 10th for me, but I feel like, or maybe just high. It's probably like mid, it's like high tier, but like, it's really hard to rank them because like, I lose like four films right at the top. So that's like instantly, like the next <laughs> best is fifth. Like, if you take the Toy Story films out, it's like top five. I, but, I like this less <laughs> than all four Toy Story movies, for sure. So that instantly just like ranks it quite low. <laughs> like... It was, yeah. yeah, maybe seventh is is I, I was I was then you've got forgetting like a lot some of I think. films that are like Monsters Inc, Finding Nemo, The Incredibles, right, well, like Up, Wally. I like this better than Up, I think. I, although I'm historically kind of kind of chilly on Up, where most people are hot. Up is very good. Yeah, Up is so good. Up is good because of the first ten minutes. I disagree. Up is good up because, is good the because, because of the whole thing. Oh, eh. Tyler. <laughs> if you if you if you take the the little short film at the beginning out, it's uh, much less of a movie. But Ethan, you want to know something? The short film yeah. at the start is part of the movie, so therefore yeah, it I know. But like, it's it's just it doesn't. It feels like it's <laughs> it feels like it's not part of it to me. We need to get to the hash browns, James. It's like three in the morning it's for you. Let's get to the hash browns, ladies and gentlemen. If you want. If you want more delicious bacon and eggs conversation with Tyler and Ethan and Seamus, head on over to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs and check out our new $5 reward tier. Check out our new $5 reward tier on uh, patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. You listen to the hash browns. This week we're doing like a bonus show after the show. Ethan's got a game for us to play. I have no idea what it is, but follow us all on social media and subscribe to Seamus on YouTube. He's the absolute best. Uh, the link is in the description below. Um, and he's the, like the Casey Neistat of Europe. And where's um, this really comparison the... coming from? Seamus <laughs> <laughs> like enjoy... literally doesn't vlog. <laughs> it's like the anti-vlogger, right? That's what England is. He's a he's the opposite of a rebellion. Um, 
so do all of those things subscribe to Seamus and then check out this excerpt from the Bacon and Eggs Network where you can also listen to great shows like That's What I'm Talking About hosted by the hilariously talented Mary Clay Watt it's very dramatic like I feel like the pivotal moment in the chapter is with Boromir mm-hmm. so something sneaky about someone trying to take the ring Boromir ruins it all Boromir ruins everything <laughs> hashtag <laughs> hashtag way to go Boromir <laughs> So you should, you should rename the chapters. That's what you can do for your next episode. You can make hashtags for every chapter of the fellowship. Oh, uh, yeah, and you know what? <laughs> that would also be a more interesting way to name the episode titles of this podcast because it's getting to oh, a point. And cut. Uh, our music's by Andrew Scott Bell, and our graphics are by Vaishan. That's it. Uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Bacon and Eggs. I've been Ethan Edgehill. He's been Tyler Carlin. Him over there across the pond has been Seamus Gorman. That is me. Arrivederci. Alla brihe.